All right. Back into the, back into the world of front. Just staining against the fucking cart police, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Low armor cast, anti-cart police. <laughs> like, is it, are you a better person if you put your cart away? Yes. Yes, yeah. you are. Oh. You're demonstrably a better person. A-cab includes the cart police. A-cab <laughs> includes cart police. Is it perfectly reasonable that not 100% of the time you're able to emotionally drive yourself to put your cart away? Of course it is. It's 100% reasonable that sometimes you just don't have it in you to put that card away i do it as a punishing i disagree thing. but i'm never gonna say anything about it because i don't care that much i do it as it's a punishing just, factor uh, as a punishing factor to uh to a, like a staff member that says something real bad I'm like, <laughs> i don't know if this is gonna be the guy that has to deal with this nonetheless all right low armor cast podcast about, <laughs> about shopping cart etiquette my name is Steve, the uh, Revenger Kelsey, um, and I'm joined by Aaron, always puts his carts away because he's better than all of us. Blaylock, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, uh, welcome to the Low Armor Cast, an actual play D&D podcast about three kids in a trench coat trying to solve a mystery, except those three kids are actually three small-sized creatures, and that mystery is still a mystery but the trench coat part is different <laughs> screwed it up that's fine the trench coat's a giant suit of combat armor uh, i'm not gonna do it again my name is steve i will be your game mother and i am joined by my heartbreaking like vampire reporting tattling <laughs> Moral pit crew. Say hello, pit crew. You don't have to say the other things. Hello, hello, pit crew. You don't have to say the other things. Oh, very nice, Aaron. Very nice. Gold star for Aaron. Aaron is in the negative on a lot of things, but uh, today, positive gold stars. Yeah. All right, let's uh, go around the table and uh, introduce the wonderful pit crew. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Mr. Memory themselves. In a world where every theater kid has their own podcast about Dungeons and Dragons, comes yet another podcast about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Ron. I play Tama. I have 17 armors. <laughs> Kelsey, I play Merrick Grimclank, Goblin Fighter. <laughs> Got it in one. Hey. Hey. Um. My name's Aaron, and I play Scratch, who is a tabaxi artificer. Oh my god, a straight <laughs> intro from Aaron! Hey, uh, I don't want to keep going. Are you okay? Are you okay? Um, I mean, we can if we have to end the recording here, I mean, I, I want you to make sure you're fine, because that was that was actually scary. Uh, I, like, I like the eye contact he kept making during it, where he just like was like, like a mild smile, well, mild Aaron smile, which is like a yeah. full ass smile for other people. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to psych Steve out by just like making him wonder, like, okay, when's he gonna turn it? Is it now? That's ah. exactly what happened. I was engaged the whole time. Um. So, uh, last time on Low Armor Cast, I get bathroom privileges today. Bathroom <laughs> privileges. They discussed what to do with the surrendering uh, Samson Kibbage vampire Scaly, and uh, <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, just deciding to wrap him up in bondage silver chain from a kink store right next to the Red Grove. Uh, this is canon. It all happened like this. Um, uh, and then brought him back to the safe house that would no longer be a safe house. Um, after hanging out with Wilton Welvix and Maja Ogda, the group uh, went to bed for the night. Uh, discovered in the morning a knock, knock, knocking from uh, Wright Dawn Shield, uh, who then explained to them the information they were looking for the Adventurers Guild, what they experienced, the fact that the Dawn Shield party is really no more, and it's just Wright Dawn Shield. And they exposed that uh, Sky Spire is run by vampires, and the things are bad, worse than Dawn Shield thought. <laughs> and then convinced Dawn Shield not to immediately go to the Adventurers Guild head office, like leadership uh, in the Sky Spire, because they might also be vampires. She is just full of bad decisions. Yeah, well, <laughs> she bad. is a paladin. Um, uh, that's that's what they do. The group uh, decided at that point to kind of, after their long rest uh, and and the conversation with Dawn Shield, they would meet back up at Red Grove because they still got a match tonight, and they were just gonna hold Samson Kivage. And kind of see what happened. Like, that's really what it was. It's just hang out. He's he's chained up in silver chains. He's not going anywhere. And see what Loretta's play is, because they're pretty sure Loretta already knows something went down. Merritt went to escort Maja back to her room, and uh, Tama and Scratch found a note left for, left for Merritt from Merritt's dad uh, about having breakfast uh, with a representative from Imps. In the Red Grove restaurant in the Sky Spire. God damn it. And that is where we left off. Uh, so you're at the concierge desk. You just got this note. The restaurant from the Red Grove is inside of it. Like a lot of like nicer hotels have their own like on-site restaurant. And it does have brunch ser- or breakfast and brunch services. It is currently like six seven in the morning so it's early it's definitely dad time right it's definitely like a dad time to already be dressed have been able to walk somewhere and then be like i wonder if they're up already at 6 a.m or something like that (laughs) big dad energy um uh so uh what do you two do we should probably get to them as quick as possible i'm gonna follow you for now tama uh, Mama had a couple of morning mimosas and it's a little scatterbrained. <laughs> Tom, I need you to roll a, um, a wisdom saving throw. Five total. Um, Tama, I'm going to have you take uh, one point of psychic damage because it's what happens every time Scratch is talking directly to you and refers to themselves as Mama. And I am just making that canon right now. What? Yeah, take a point of psychic damage. You, it just hurts. Vicious mockery. No. Yeah. Yeah. You want to play fucking psychic damage games with me? If you save on 12 comes or higher. back from meeting dad and just finds us at each other's so throats like, <laughs> uh, uh, how do you feel about mama doing this? I don't know. All right. It's like a cat's asshole. So you go to the Red Grove restaurant. There are not a lot of people there, actually. It's fairly empty, what with it being, you know, just past 6, between 6.30 and 7 in the morning. It does not take long to suspect which table is Merritt's father. Um, and an imps executive because there's another goblin but with kind of merits features and a thing doing that and now we're gonna go to a game that I created for this <laughs> Kelsey Steven we're going to be playing 
design that dad. Uh, I yes. started to write Merritt's dad's description yes. and then realized I didn't really know what he looked like other than there's a mix of gnome and goblin in there. And then I realized that Kelsey could just design that dad. Yeah. And so, uh, so there are three rounds in, in, in design that dad. The rounds are, you are going to tell me what your optimal dad feature in that category would be. And then you are going to roll with advantage for it. If you roll under a five on both die, it's going to go real sideways. If you roll a 10, <laughs> I might get a little tricky with it. Under a 10 across both die. Anything over that is fine. So you'll probably get exactly what you want. But I wanted you to have a chance to design your own dad. All right. So the first thing is general aesthetic. What do you want your dad to uh, look like? He, this doesn't necessarily have to be physical Cottage features, floor. but it can be style, it can be like facial hair, it can be whatever you want, as many as you want, define it, and then we'll take a roll for it. I don't know, I like... <laughs> no, very like, uh, when you think of like uh, slightly old fashioned stuffy British person. Yeah. Like, kind of like that, but you know, like scaled down for With this the accent, mostly goblin. Accurate. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, totally 100% accurate, sure. So, but so like, so some like cute, like yellowy plaid, like vest, yeah, and like matching pants. Like, like also, like also situation. matching yellowy plaid. Like, is the suit pant and the vest the same pattern, and then everything else is something different? <laughs> no, like the the jacket would also also be, like, so be real similar. Top tops is similar, and then basics on the bottom, basically. All right. Um, do they have facial hair, like mutton chops or a beard or anything like that? They keep it clean. <laughs> you just want fancy facial hair. Uh, like he's probably he's probably got like uh, some like beard and mustache, but nothing not not like too, but like kept very clean. All right, uh, roll two d twenty for me. See, see how close we get on to appearance. And then again, anything ten and above is exactly what you want. What build that? Daddy! <laughs> That's 14 on the higher one. Okay, then that is, as you've described him, is what he looks like. Round number two, relationship. So we've talked about the fact that Merritt, and we've even done a flashback scene, where Merritt's, like, dad loves Merritt and everything like that. Dad loves Merritt. Dad, lo dad, <laughs> dad loves Merritt. <laughs> dad loves Merritt. Like, there's a bond there. There's a care there and everything like that. But as far as uh, father-son relationships, what do you think is their relationship is like? Like, I imagined he still treats me a little bit more like a teenager for, like, not having kind of things worked out and, and having mm -hmm. to okay. help me get into this to go try something. Okay. Uh, roll the dice for it. So there's not going to be a lot of places I can change that. Snake eyes! <laughs> no, so the high one's a 16, the other one was a 2. <laughs> Daddy! And then last, but not least... 
If you had to describe Merritt's father's voice, what voice or what kind of style of voice do you think he would have? Because this is what I am going to challenge myself and I will do this with all of your fathers. Genuinely, <laughs> I think of my dad. <laughs> so, so, how well do you think you can one. do a Michael impression? It's, it's sort of hard. Uh, but yeah, I'll do a Michael impression, sure. This, this is I've never tried to Patreon do, I, subscriber. I, I've never tried to do your dad. And also... Um, <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> do you want to do, you do your dad instead? Crazy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with either, really. But, um, uh, uh, but I, I will say this. I'm not going to do a very good job at it because I've never tried to impersonate him before. But I want you to know, and I want you to think about this real long, Kelsey. Real long. Really dive into your mind on this. If I do a good impersonation of Michael, is that good for us as a pair of married people? <laughs> or might you want to move As long as the... you never, ever use it outside of this campaign, we're good. 1997 Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, so roll. Two dice. <laughs> if, you, if you roll under five, then it's 1997 Adam Sandler. <laughs> Can you just do a little Nicky Adam Sandler? Hey, guys. Uh. <laughs> okay, well, it's a 14 on the high one. There you go. And so that has been the uh, design your dad, not build that daddy. Build that, that daddy! You realize I'm just going to cut those parts out and replace them with me. You monster. Um, yeah, yeah, I am a monster. No, I'm not. I'm totally going to leave it in. Um, I leave all of the parts Fucking where you tro troll me uh, into it. All right, so... Mm, <laughs> Tama and Scratch... You see a man in a uh, plaid yellow, you know, like uh, uh, like a like probably a normal suit jacket, but it's a little long on him. But it's not it's not too big in the shoulders. He's actually pretty 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 fit, and uh, a vest smiling across goblin features, but kind of gnomishly rounded, very uh, uh, a little little more sharp than say Merritt, but not by much. An older, less thick. Uh, looking like less thick, less muscular, looking uh, uh, Merritt uh, there with a little like goatee and a bit of a Van Dyke mustache across from Giuseppe. Giuseppe. <laughs> Giuseppe has a napkin bib. Somehow there's a plate of oysters. It's breakfast. <laughs> it's breakfast. There's a plate of oysters. He's got, there's a plate of oysters. There's garlic bread in the center of the table. Um, uh, no candles in the place. Two nice candles on there, like uh, the only tablecloth table. <laughs> no, no, they have tablecloths there, but but uh, um, are, are are there still oysters? Yeah, no, this it's 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 a full place. It's on like one of those side standing racks. Oh, this on is the buffet. The I thought this was no, their no, table. no, no. It's the, at their table on like one oh. of those like like prop stands for like large platters or large um. Uh, serving trays where they oh, just okay. like leave stuff because there's too much stuff to go on the table. Yeah. There's a literal feast at the table. A lot of it's centered around the imp Giuseppe, <laughs> but uh, uh, with with 
in a break in the conversation while you're approaching, you see this goblin immediately just like be like having what looks like a calm conversation, gesturing, and then suddenly just like grab half of a garlic bread and go <laughs> like right into it and inhale it as you've seen Merritt do many times. Um, Full uh, goblin. I'm going to palm a link of silver in my hand. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Are checking everyone now? Yeah. Is there importance? <laughs> of course I am. But yeah, you see them. They look like they're having a normal conversation. Like they're sat across the table. Smart. Uh, you can't really hear what they're saying, but they're sat across the table and everything. They look like they're having fun. There's like a stack of pancakes, like 10 high. You see Merritt and Gi Merritt's dad and Giuseppe at a table. What do you two do? Uh, I approach. Yeah, Scratch, uh, Scratch is basically following Tamo's lead right yep. now. Yep, okay. <laughs> but she is I. She's basically eye-fucking those uh, oysters. Have we met uh, Merit's father before? No. Okay, cool, cool. Um, uh, yeah, neither of you... Like, Merit's maybe mentioned a handful of things, but, like, you wouldn't... If you did not have this context clue, you'd just mm -hmm. be like, oh, there's another goblin. Well, I assume that it's related. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, other than they actually look like each other. Yeah. Because um, they are related. Uh, yeah, I walk up, I go, uh, are you Mr. Grimclank? He kind of adjusts his jacket and kind of stretches out his shoulders to kind of straighten him out again and kind of twists his back. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm Mr. Grimclank. What can I do for you? Uh, Tama, Tassilius the Speaker, it's nice to meet you. I work with your son. Nice to... Oh, you work with my son. You work with my son. Reach a hand out to shake and his hand. And he shakes your hand. And uh, Giuseppe, isn't it? I reach my hand out to shake his hand. And, and Giuseppe <laughs> looks at your hand, uh, looks at his very, like, covered in food hands, <laughs> and he goes, hold on. And he gets, like, a napkin, wipes down his hands real quick, and then, uh... uh and dabs it in like one of the like extra drinking water glasses wipes it down more <laughs> and then goes and reaches and shakes your hand uh neither of them react to it perfect i slide mm -hmm. i slide the uh, uh the link back into my pocket yeah you work with my son um oh well, thank you thank you again you're the bard you're the herald and you're the uh the artificer mm -hmm. um the artificer yeah. yeah uh he's he's communicated with me a little bit um by postage Oh, good. Says, says the things are going good. Uh, so, so you work on Lannick, you work on Lannick Hindfist's champion armor. That's correct. Okay, can we talk a little bit about the mechanics of that? I mean, it depends. I mean, like, I'm not trying, I'm, so I'm a t <laughs> I work with small machinery, like mm -hmm. clocks and antiques and automatons and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I was just real curious if, like, the scale up, like, I've, of course, read some books and stuff. Yeah, sure. It doesn't need to be specific about the armor, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, all have so, our crafts. Yeah, so, of course. Of course, of course. As, as a fellow, um, uh, craftsman. Craftsman, yeah. As Thank you. <laughs> As a fellow craftsman, thank you, Tama. Are you are, are, are you too hungry? You want to sit down? Oh, oh yes, please. Um, are those oysters spoken for? Giuseppe's like, no, the uh, the oysters are for everyone. <laughs> They're for everybody to enjoy. That's why we have them. <laughs> thank you very much, Mr. Giuseppe. It's a sir. pleasure. I'm so glad that I was able to run into you too. I uh, saw this man look like the young Mary Grimplank. <laughs> A lot shorter than when I met him, <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, but you know, uh, we we struck up a conversation, and now we're now we're having a fine meal together. You know, a little family style. Have a seat. Let's sit down. 
And so, uh, Merritt, you walk up on your dad, um, and then from the angle, from the position you're walking into, uh, you just see, because you're more aware of, like, acknowledging that your dad's around on site, your dad, in his classic, like, brightly colored plaids, or houndstooths, or argyle <laughs> patterns, sitting with Tama and Scratch at a, at, at a table across from Giuseppe from Imps, the executive you ran into when you were running out of that burn room um, uh, after the Code Yellow. What does Merritt feel when you see this? Super uneasy. <laughs> kind of like who can I tattle to <laughs> like a, who who can I notify that something shady is happening in case uh, in case Giuseppe pulls some, some shit some shenanigans mm -hmm. so I probably just like I immediately head down but like on on my like send a message to Masha just like hey for some reason the imps dude that tried to corner us before showed up and is at breakfast with everyone else I'm gonna check that out <laughs> <laughs> and just put, put it away and, and head down to like hey wow, hey, texted within hour desperate much <laughs> <laughs> thirsty oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Son, sit, eat with dad. Let's do this. <laughs> now we're all here. <sighs> and then it's like, uh, have you gotten food yet? Have you eaten yet? Uh, Giuseppe here was so nice to just sit down and offer to have uh, breakfast uh, with us. Uh, Giuseppe, you said that you'd met Merritt. Yeah. Yeah, I've met Merritt. Fine boy. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that that's it's working out. Merritt's doing well with the pick crew. Excellent. Yep. Oh, an absolute asset to the team. Yeah. Learns quickly. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Great asset. Well, I did. Good sparring. <laughs> yeah, I did. Learns quickly is, uh, you know, that's that's probably my influence. No, it's it's, <laughs> it's his mother's. He takes a pause, grabs like two pancakes with his hand, and just goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, <laughs> into his mouth. Oh, I haven't introduced myself. Quality Grim Clank. You can just call me Quality. Quality. <laughs> Merit and Quality. <laughs> I, I've um, decided that's going to be a theme now in Merit's family just now. Uh, uh, quality Grim Clank. Uh, no, at least it's not my is... fuck up brother adequate. <laughs> <laughs> no, quality there's... is such a flex of a name. <laughs> quality Grim Clank. Uh, quality Grim Clank. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's good to hear. He gets that from his mother. You notice all the food that Merritt's dad has quality uh, is... Um, has got like like shrimp or like salmon or some sort of seafood on it for some reason it thinks he's got like a thing for well um yeah uh so i was hoping you could show me around the sky spire i've never been here before yeah we i know there's still some prep we need to do but i could probably take a couple hours now-ish Mm -hmm. show you a few things and then get back in time to make sure I'm there to help Okay. get all, everyone armored up and where they need to be. Be yeah. great. Um, any recommendations for where I should go? I know not, none of you all are from here, but... 
I would stick with some of the entertainment districts and uh, some of the shopping districts. I mean, it depends on what you want to do. If you're just looking for things to look at, there's lots of places to go and enjoy yourself. And there's plenty of eateries and shopping. Uh, we had a great time at, what was the Rockville was the shopping center mm-hmm. we were at? Yeah. <clears throat> just fantastic place to shop. I even great got custom miniatures. armor made. Great miniatures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's definitely what we're going to be going to. Pewter um, Wizards again? No. Oh. <laughs> yes. All the pewter wizards. <laughs> All right. Well, when we finish up here, well, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Do you want to go now? Like, I mean, I guess you oh. should eat your food. If if you want, also, there's also a really cool um, tour that you can take of the uh, uh, imps facility. Uh, <laughs> at that Giuseppe, <laughs> the executive of Hibs, literally, like, like, literally mid oyster slurp, just immediately, like, coughs a little bit and then laughs and then slaps his hand on the table and he goes, The ball's on you. Just openly. The ball's, the absolute swinging testicles on you right Tama now. Tama is like, Having Holy to pick his hell. jaw off the table, <laughs> Holy just hell. I can't believe you. Like just, just giving you the I can't believe you fucking said that. Eyes. Yeah. Hey, Dad, we should go. You too. I know we have some setup to do. Do you want to? <laughs> yeah. Head out by, and I can drop you by the hotel. Hold on, on the if way. I could have a word with at least one of you, or <laughs> both. Can, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna interrupt family time. <laughs> Family's extremely. We can make important. our own way back. We can talk to Giuseppe. Yes, sure? the family. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you take your dad to. I just I kind of take him around the mall, take him to stuff. like I, uh, a, a, some of the parks, and then probably just like take him to the one nine nine for lunch. Before you leave, um, I pat uh, uh, Merritt on the shoulder and lean in close, and uh, I say, I, I whisper, at least he's not a vampire. About Giuseppe. <laughs> okay. Oops. Uh, uh, Merritt, I need you to roll a dexterity saving throw to see if you can keep up with the speed that your dad is moving through all of the things that you're showing them. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's my dad. <laughs> that is, this is also a mild, mild call out. <laughs> that's a five on the my die. My dad speed walks through every shopping thing. Ever. <laughs> what is, oh, sorry, what was this? Dex save. My, I can't tell you how many times the phrase was repeated. Oh, your dad's already in the car. Eight. <laughs> Eight. Eight. All right, so you're not quite as bad as me, but you're like a normal person uh, trying to keep up with your dad. Because um, uh, you'll be in the middle of being like, oh, I want to show you something, and he'll already be somewhere else in the store, and then suddenly he's like, what's that over there? And just has moved into a direction. And you're just, eventually you just let him wander around at his pace, and you just sort of follow him. Um, also, in this two-hour period just after he's had breakfast and everything um he demands he's he, he just says at one point and it's like nine in the morning and he's like i want ice cream and then you go and you get some ice cream <laughs> merit busy busy with his dad back to the uh <laughs> i want ice cream <laughs> yeah i'm not this feels like 
<laughs> like that feel that's a weirdly specific enough example i feel like it was pulled from real life i've yes. never met a person that's like for for a meal i get someone wanting to eat ice cream all the time i come from fat people we are <laughs> yeah. we are like why not ice cream for breakfast but it's a part of breakfast because ice cream is not a meal yeah. but but he will eat it and almost in a healthier outlook be like oh that was a bowl of ice cream i don't need any more food that's a lot of calories and i feel full as opposed to every other human being on the planet it's like oh that was a bunch of empty calories and now time to have an actual meal with it <laughs> ice cream for a meal it's so it's, good i loved it i love it's it got, it's got proteins it's got fats sure i yeah. mean i'm not against it it's got carbohydrates it's got everything you need um, <laughs> but nonetheless back at the, the, the table um uh Giuseppe looks at you, uh, and I'll get my voice back into this. Hey, July. Okay. Um, it's, it's a phrase, I have to say. Real quick, I just want to say that my first idea for an interjection was like, I was playing with the idea of being like, uh, also, there's a vampire on the 200th floor if you want to check that out. I was like, there's no way I can say that. And then um, I was like, you know. Oh, by the way, uh, roll a d20 for that. Oh, okay. Oh my god, you're turning into a friend of mine. <laughs> 17. Whoop. Yeah, 17. 17. Alright. Um, roll another d flat d20. Cassie. Ask me about somebody that blurts out completely inappropriate things that are the truth after this, and I'll tell you the story. <laughs> okay. Right. Just a d20. Yeah, just what's the number? 14. 14? Okay, those are, those are not... Aaron did not beat you by enough. Um, uh... Uh, I was gonna see if if he was gonna be insistent on trying to go on that imps tour, <laughs> um, uh, but you would have had to beat Merritt by more than you did. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, Giuseppe's there and he's like, "So, uh, it seems y'all have been busy since we last intersected socially." You can say that. Yeah. Yeah. Lots to prepare for with the upcoming fight. Absolutely. Perfectly. Perfectly normal. Appreciated that handshake, by the way. It's never a bad idea. And he wiggles his fingers on you. And you <laughs> notice one of his rings that I described him wearing is a silver ring. Uh, he knows uh, what's up. Yup. <laughs> All right. I was a little disappointed that when I offered an opportunity <laughs> to, uh, you know, maybe have a conversation earlier. You didn't jump on that opportunity, but I understand you almost died in one of my facilities. <laughs> we initially were coming to the decision to not get involved with extracurriculars, but it seems yeah. as though things are becoming more in line with our interests to get involved. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to know that though we are aware of the scenarios and dynamics here in the Sky Spire. Imps has no particular interest in investing any money in it or to prevent it. We simply we work here. <laughs> we are a separate business. But uh, just le leasing floor space. <laughs> you would be surprised how those contract negotiations started happening after <laughs> some information came to light. <laughs> Treating us like some sort of 
chain restaurant like the Brass Bass, thinking we wouldn't investigate <laughs> where our supplies came from. <laughs> I was trying to think of a thing. What is this, David's Dandy Doodads? We're not some retail market backwoods place. We're the wealthiest corporation in the world. <laughs> yeah. Of course we were gonna look. <laughs> but then they gave us a discount, so, you know, who can argue? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's so honest. Yeah. That's so honest. You, you seem to be an honest businessman. I like that. I'm, I'm, I'm an honest man, and I am a businessman. The former doesn't always intersect with the latter. Rarely, but, in fact. <laughs> but I'm not doing business with you. I'm having a conversation. Of course. So what's bad for business, and another thing that you seem to be involved in, <laughs> is when parts of a Technic building that you deeply, you know, do quite a bit of business in, because there's quite a bit of people here <laughs> that need waste removal services, <laughs> starts having pieces of it blown up. <laughs> we don't like that. We're not fans. <laughs> uh, Neither are we. We're not even from here. We don't want to see it blown up. Are you prepared <laughs> for tonight's festivities because you know maybe we had some people like look into some kind of game theory <laughs> and uh, we feel like it's gonna be a pretty explosive match to catch my meaning yeah yeah no we uh I, I catch your meaning we've expected as much but haven't had the time to make preparations for as much yeah basically um you keep saying things that we're involved with technically they keep involving them with us <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not blaming you but yeah no we, we've uh we're aware but uh yeah we've been a little sidetracked That's things fair. keep coming up yep it's a busy place the sky's <laughs> fire more hey you want another plate of oysters i'm thinking yes. about a second plate of oysters hell That's yeah yeah. Oysters. You want you want something? Sure. It's a business expense. What do you want? Uh, he rattles off a normal breakfast. <laughs> like, normal breakfast. Like, a, like an eggs benedict. Nice eggs benedict. <laughs> eggs benedict. And uh throw like two shrimp cocktail in with that too. Um <laughs> two shrimp cocktail. Yeah. Uh, do you have is it bottomless mimosas? No, it's not bottomless. I've been paying for I've drank like seven mimosas. All right. Um, <laughs> when, when mom is at home, the, the mimosas are always bottomless. I'm not going to... I can't <laughs> I keep know. This I don't expect you to do going. it every time. <laughs> I thought it would be a cute thing when Aaron said something upsetting is scratch to give damage to Tom for like, a, like, like basically an hour and then have it just naturally recover because yeah. it was psychic damage, no hit die or anything. Yeah. But uh, you're going to do it too much. You're <laughs> no, ruining no. it. So I'm not, I'm not doing it to like do the psychic damage, but like I like the idea of it. The, yeah, I'm, so trying I'm not going to take I'm the damage, on the bit. Yeah. but I do like the mama's thing. <laughs> Word on the street is that uh, that between the the basement dwellers, we'll call them, and uh, the potential threat from above, we'll call it, and he kind of thumbs his uh, silver ring on his finger a little bit, and uh, uh, the rabble rousers. The ones that, you know, want to be heard. Uh, it's going to be a hot, it's going to be a hot opening event tonight. Uh, especially with Majog to there. Um, if you all are aware of the things and trying to prepare for it, I trust you. But if you need insurance, 
which is a service that you don't usually like hearing out of a person with my accent. Um, <laughs> you need an insurance policy. Uh, and then he's like, got another business card here for you. I take the business card. He just card. leans back and he goes, yeah. let me know if you're interested. I know we've only got about like six, seven hours until the event. <laughs> but uh, you'd be surprised what a multinational incredibly rich organization can muster up in a few hours. We don't let our warehouse workers be. What's <laughs> say, uh, say we were to be interested in said policy, I mean, what's it going to cost a crew like mine? Uh, I don't like working in money when it's not with other business entities. I like working in... gestures. So, let's say maybe... Maybe you do this gesture, maybe you do us gesture down the road. I think I could be comfortable with said arrangement as long as uh, the particular gesture didn't involve certain types of disposal. Ah, yes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, any type of disposal we're usually used to is not mostly desired by most people. Um, not a lot of people filling out those job applications for the emptying jobs here at Imps. <laughs> it's good benefits, though. Uh, so, uh, yeah, of course. Uh, I wouldn't um, want to soil the reputation of Lennox Heinfist and the pig crew. I think we need to talk with our other associate, but this mm -hmm. is something we I could see myself being very interested in. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I've eaten three plates of oysters. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, it's funny because he's not a big man. He's an imp. Yeah. He's not even that hefty of an imp. <laughs> he's like, eating three plates of oysters. He kind of unbuttons his uh, his button-up shirt and he's wearing like a wife beater underneath with like a like a silver <laughs> chain around his around his neck. Uh, little chest hairs. Uh, scratch holes of a fingers like uh, before it sounds like things are wrapping up but before yeah. the, we do uh, I just have to know did you ever identify the tour guide that was with us and find out what his deal was uh, yeah he's seen... is he still alive well we think we have his body they were all pretty burned up okay. um, uh, we think he had his body um, uh, we later found out that uh, he had called some people because some people that had rejected his offer mm. came forward, let us know what the situation there was. Okay. So uh, we think we found his body. We're not 100% sure, though. Uh, but we have the quantity of bodies <laughs> based off of stories to assume that he is dead. Okay. And he definitely won't come back and hunt you down later. <laughs> yeah. Much later in the podcast and people are like, who is this? And it's like, oh, this clown again. Is this the golem of this game, of this, <laughs> this campaign? I'll hunt you down, Scratch. Um, but yeah. Oh uh, yeah, sorry you had to go through that. Um, feel free. Oh. And he reaches into his pocket and hands you, you know, he hands you uh, a, a small booklet of coupons for free tours at any Ips facility across <laughs> yes. the fold. And you're going to use up that entire goddamn <laughs> yep. booklet every time we get anywhere. Is there an Ips facility with a tour? <laughs> Scratch, like, the, like flips the pages and smelt, smells them. <laughs> See? Gestures. Much better than money. <laughs> Fanning yourself. All right, so... He gets up from the table, 
He's like, oh, somebody's going to have to carry me out of this place. I'm eating too much. <laughs> um, and he goes, and then he stands there for a little bit, like looking at both of you, like either of you are going to do it. And then he goes, somebody's going to have to carry me. And then a large man in a suit like appears from uh, out of view. Like you did not see him. And then just picks him up and just carries him off. And goes, oh, so many oysters. Well, <laughs> I, I like I like to think that because he's like running the imps facility that he just has like a portable home where his like dude hangs out in <laughs> until he's needed. <laughs> pulls pulls his servant out now. Uh, but now he's got a big old bag of holding. To Giuseppe. <laughs> Giuseppe um, exits. Um, uh, you all are left there. He's already paid for the bill, so you can eat as much food as you want. Store as much shrimp in a bag if you want. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Get me another shrimp bag. Bring some back for Jancy. <laughs> yes. Gets to get a little food for Jancy. All right. Two shrimp keep bags. a pocket of oysters. <laughs> and a pocket of oysters. That's going to be fun in the championship. <laughs> Already steamed and ready to eat. <laughs> I've got a pocket full of oysters. Um, uh, Can you imagine climbing into mech armor with somebody who's got a pocket full of oysters to eat during the fight? I <laughs> could. I have a pretty vivid imagination, but I'm going to actively block that. So. <laughs> Merit, you're with your dad quality. Uh... And uh, you've toured around Rockville actually quite a bit, um, and uh, uh, and then you took him up to the uh, 199. You wanted him to go up there. Just yeah, I figured that the like one or two of the parks in like the nicer areas, yep. and then the 199 because I figured that like we deal with other stuff first, and then around lunchtime is when I'd be like, okay, I drop you off at your hotel and then go help okay. with the team. While you're traveling with your father, Merritt. Uh, he's walking, uh, you know, briskly from thing to thing, um, interested in the things, like seems genuinely interested, but never so long or as long as you would assume that he would be, uh, as, as he moves, uh, from spot to spot. Um, and he says, so now that we're away from the other people, how's, how's the job going? The job is good. This particular time right now, did you get my letter? Did you get my note? And he, he pats himself down and he's like, oh, they handed it to me, but then I got distracted when the imps person uh, did there. So I scribbled a note for you. So I didn't, you know, read the text of the note. And he pulls it out and he starts reading it. Kind of furrows his brow a little bit. Are you are you in trouble again? Again. Like is this about is is this about like the you said the job is good, the time. Is there something I should know? Like, I don't know how much news is out in Haza about stuff going on in the Spire, but there's a lot going on right now. Things are, in various ways, not very safe. And I appreciate you being here, 
but I'd also be just as comfortable if we met up at a different location later. He smiles, but it's hard to tell if he's hearing you fully about this. And he goes, all right, well, I'm going to the match because I came out here to go to the match. I'm going to see the match. I've never seen the opening match. Um, but then I'll, I'll head out and then, you know, maybe somewhere down the line we'll connect up. I'm going to, like, just grab, like, a piece of paper or, or, I don't know, like, whatever I have on myself just to be like, literal explosions do not come and just, like, hug him, like, and, like, put the paper in his hand as, as we separate and be like, read this one. I hope I don't see you later. I love you. And I sleep. <laughs> Love you, son. Uh, so, cut back into the room. All right. Got a big match coming up. Uh, Merit eventually comes through during this period of time. It's kind of downtime, right? Mm -hmm. You get your one hit point back, Tom. Don't worry. <laughs> um, uh, you got it back during lunch or breakfast. Nice. But, um, uh, uh, it's 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 lunchtime. You got the armor going and everything. You fought in the armor before. Uh, what are you thinking? What are you thinking for um, for your armor? What are you thinking? What are you thinking about upgrading stuff? Um, I don't remember what my options are. It's been a while. Um, so it's different in everything. That's the oh, thing. Okay. Um, so you're always going to have the extra attack and extra movement around. Yeah. Uh, usually the extra attack and extreme movement, assuming mm -hmm. your characters don't use anything of theirs. Yeah. On, on their round, which they usually won't. Um, so the but, so you've always got the extra armor round attack mm -hmm. that you can do with different damage. It's still got the like double kick. The like the like two foot sidekick, um, <laughs> the, uh, the drop kick, as it were. Yeah, the drop kick. The last time, uh, you covered the armor in little spikies to ground it from electricity. Yeah, because that's, that's right. what David the Mean had going on. This time, you've seen some gravity. Yeah, there's no hard counter to that. Yeah, you've seen some gravity in there, and so what are you thinking? What are you thinking gravity could do? If I could put some sort of motion dampening either equipment or uh, either physical or magical like maybe I could cushion the inside so that like we're more snug so that we're not like jostled around on All the right, inside so cushioning the inside that's definitely very easy to do yeah um, creating more straps uh, uh, motion dampening um, would be a little complex to do outside of magical means mm -hmm. but roll uh, history okay I'm also looking up to see what infusions I can put on the armor <laughs> that's a net one on history All right, a five with my bonus <laughs> yeah uh, so after that roll arcana for me arcana yeah that's an 11. Oof, I'm not on my... <laughs> I'm I'm oyster drunk. Yeah, you're sitting there and your head is in a game of like, what do I do about gravity? Like, I'm already in a big heavy champion armor. That's not great yeah. to begin with. And then, uh, and then 
Is Jamley like new this year, or is he someone that I would have seen in previous Jamley's fights? Brand new this okay. year. Okay. Do we have any ranged attacks in our? Well, armor? We could do something with poison since we're fighting so the armor that's organic. <laughs> that, that's, that's a great we can, we Well, we'll say merits in at this point while we're discussing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's poison. That's a great option. Um, uh, uh, you do not actually have a lot of ranged attacks. You okay. yourselves have ranged attacks. And you can move 60 feet on a regular movement round. Mm -hmm. So there hasn't been a lot of reason to do ranged attacks. You're more of like a durable brawler and like like engaging yeah. champion rather than someone that moves around. But you don't have any range. You could potentially add range things. Okay. Um, main reason why I ask is because I'm looking at infusions. I have two items that I can infuse. So I can infuse two pieces of the champion armor. Uh, repeating shot was one of them, but I don't think that's going to do anything. Uh, I can do enhanced defense and enhanced arcane focus. Uh, arcane focus is plus one bonus to spell attack rolls. Do we have spell attacks? You yourselves do, but not in the armor. But you can... So you would have to infuse one of the party members with that for that to work. And on one of uh, that's items. nothing for me because all my attacks are saves. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, and, but so I might as well just could, go with two enhanced defenses. Yeah, two enhanced defenses. Yeah. Um, you can absolutely do that. You could also potentially, if you did want to put a range thing and you wanted that range thing to be like a kind of a cane trippy magic spell mm -hmm. that was an attack range spell, you could probably get that. Could I make it so that uh, my acid bubble comes out of the uh, armor? Uh, your acid, is that a Like, spell? make that, yeah. Uh, it's um, it's one of my cantrips. Acid splash. Okay. It's my acid pee. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could, you could, you could, especially since it's working with acid, you could do that actually pretty easily. Okay. And that has a range of 60 feet, so it's a good, decent range. And then you could infuse that mm -hmm. with the bonus, and then that would be giving it to the armor. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's more than fine. Now, it would be relatively... Um, I would say I'd give you the umpch up on the armor and say that you'd be installing it with a 2d6 mm -hmm. instead of a 1d6. Okay. Um, it would definitely not be the most effective use of your armor, yeah. but if it's inconvenient to close, it's something, right? Yeah. Um, and for this, I'll, I'll consult uh, YouTube, but uh, just like in terms of flashiness, what do you think about just having it being like pointing with like thumb and forefinger extended? All right. I mean, pistols don't exist in this world, I don't think. But they do. Wilton's got a shotgun. Oh, they're like right. they're yeah. like they're not like flintlocks. They're more yeah. like weird steampunky arcubuses. But yeah. like, but the idea still gets across. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, there are people that shoot people with a thing that goes like this, basically. Nice. Okay. Uh, in that case, yeah, I'll infuse. Uh, so I'll. Hook that up, infuse it with repeating shot. Let's see, plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls. And it ignores the loading property. Oh, I guess I don't really need that for that. Well, I mean, it still gives them plus one. Yeah, that's true. And, right. and at that point, it's an automatic. It takes the minimum of a 2d6 from two to four. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, or from two to three. That's a good point. And a better hit to hit. On yeah. <laughs> and so, okay. so, yeah, it's like, it's a good backup, especially if Jambly starts getting moved, like, like up in the air. Yeah. Right? Um, 
All right. So yeah. Uh, so those are the infusions. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to study potentially adding poison in some fashion or another? To, yes, definitely. To the thing? All right. That's going to be an Arcana roll with advantage. All right. You're gonna have to, depending on how successful or not successful you are, it's gonna be kind of. All right, so that's Arcana 19 plus 6, 25. That's very successful. Yeah. All right, so on top of the ability... Vermin poison. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want... You have a choice. You can either put the poison in the acid splash gun. Or, so you can do it at range and try to target wombat armor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or you could do the poison on your, like big paddle blade weapon it's like oh, your spray. standard smack spray spray poison, spray okay. poison yeah. all day yeah because yeah. um, is it does it is it also still acid or is it now poison spray so it's uh it is acid it does immediate damage okay but it gives them the poison condition if they don't save against it. Gotcha. Now, if you're <laughs> nice. talking about targeting something like, say, poisoning a wombat as a part of an armor, mm-hmm. I would just be like, okay, um, uh, essentially, you're going to have a threshold with this person where their DC keeps going higher and higher to resist the poison, mm-hmm. and then eventually they'll get poisoned. And so at that point, maybe if you kind of play with this a little bit more, you could infuse it with poison that not only provides the condition, but adds even more damage. Like you could make the acid also poisonous um, in the way that it is uh, immediately abrasive beyond its acid nature. But you're not there yet on that. Yeah. But you yeah. do get the poison. You do get to include it into your gun. You get to work on the gun. I think that's enough. Yeah. Um. Uh. For like a quick six-hour thing, you understand the acid splash spell. Yeah. Uh. The way that it's mechanically work is that you actually pour acid from your acid splash spell mm-hmm. into a um into a canister that you then put in the forearm, which nobody needs because your arms can't reach it and you use mechanical controls to do it. So the forearm (laughs) is now a perfectly encapsulated and well-armored acid tank and acid gun. Yes. (laughs) In there. You just kind of move the finger articulations off to the side. Nice. Um, uh, It's probably about two o'clock. Everyone's feeling healthy. Um, uh, I bring up the uh, card. Uh, what does it say on the card from Imps? Giuseppe? Give me a call if you got any questions. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Merritt, uh, we talked to Giuseppe, and it seems like he's offering us an insurance plan for the particularly explosive performance that's going to be occurring later tonight in exchange for some for a favor uh, that I specified couldn't involve particular types of disposal. Would you be comfortable with that sort of exchange? I just, we have so much access that what might they ask us to do? They might not ask us to dispose of something, but they might ask us to betray our patron or information about Lannick or there's there's so many things that affect the politics of this nation through the armor battles that like, I just, without knowing what it is that he wants in return, I'm I'm very, very skeptical. Because Merritt also like isn't convinced that they are that Imps isn't in some way responsible for grabbing Lannick. Hmm. During the course of the conversation, 
Giuseppe implied that he and his organization have a greater knowledge of what's going on here uh, than most people. They seem to know similarly what we know. So I think having them backing us up, especially with them knowing what we know, might be worth this one time owing them a favor. I I believe that Giuseppe's smart enough not to have the first favor we do for him make us never want to do a favor for him again. Like, Like, he was very adamant about exchange of what was what was the specific term he gestures used? exchange of gestures that are mutually beneficial i don't trust him but i don't feel this business deal is bad yeah. this gesture exchange if you will um, i mean we don't have much time we already know yeah there's likely to be an attack on the event if we're worried about saving lives quickly, um, you'd think they would just do it no matter what, since it would be in their interest for them to not have things explode. But might as well reach out and just like maybe immediately send a letter to uh, uh, Morning Sun, just letting him know that this is the position we're now in. Yeah, we should definitely tell Morning Sun. Um, here's a thought we don't know how much Samson and like Spire Security knows about the explosions, do we? No. Maybe we should bring it up with him, see what he thinks, because I mean if anyone's going to, has a chance of like finding and possibly stopping whatever's going to explode, like the bombs or whatever. Yeah, it'd also be good for us to, you know, know if Kib just still where we left him. Yeah, yeah, true. We should definitely check on that. We'll go check on him. You go down and check uh, the area. Uh, Lehman's tiny hut at this point is dispelled. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Dispelled. Um, Two things you don't see. You don't see Samson. God damn it. You don't see Wilton. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, that might not be so bad. No, that might not be good either. Yeah, that might be terrible. Wilton has not been with you this morning. He... Uh, there was no discussion of Wilton being with you, and so in my, so uh, I try to contact Wilton via the crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you reach out uh, to the crystal. It takes a little bit, and Wilton answers, "Hey, uh, 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 my my favorite clients. What's up? What what can I do for you?" Uh, hey, buddy, you and uh, your friend weren't around this morning. Oh, uh, yeah, um, what we expected would happen wouldn't be, like, happened eventually. <laughs> he was, you know, his, he connected with his other friends. Oh, uh, good, so he met back up with them, and they took him off to do what he does. Yeah. Okay. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm great. I'm good. Um, got my pipe in hand. Uh, sitting up here on the uh, 199, enjoying the view. Okay. Should we meet up you with can you? Hear or this you got... He was not on the 199 like an hour or two ago. Maybe he's there now. But Wilton doesn't tend to move spaces very frequently. You've seen that he tends to language and smoke for hours. Um, <laughs> uh, and everything. Should we meet up with you up there? Oh, or? no need to trouble yourself. I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure I'm meeting up with you at the Sky Arena before the performance. All right, sounds good. 
take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what? You know me. Me, as long as I got a pipe and a bottle of clear liquor, I'm happy. Oh, hey, I was just uh, gonna warn you. I think that uh, Scratch might be wanting to play a little bit of a prank on you. She's talking about doing something a little bit impish. Uh, said that might help lighten the mood. Uh, but I figured I'd give you a heads up and see if that's a good idea if you're in the mood for such shenanigans with her being impish. As far as I know, we have a very busy plate today and uh, a little bit of sense of humor might be a relief. Okay. In, in the tension. Got it. We'll uh, talk to you later today. All right. And he disconnects basically the call. Okay. So Clear liquor. He's yeah. He's clearly answering. <laughs> clearly liquor part. I don't. I don't think I could have said anything more clear in the wrong statement than a liquor that is clear and yeah. not brown. <laughs> Only brown liquors for Will. So here's he's clearly okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Fingers. So uh, I'm just gonna reach out to Giuseppe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, you've reached the office of Giuseppe. No, I'm kidding. I'm here. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I I think that uh, I talked with my crew, and yeah, I, I agree with you on your sentiment that uh, people should absolutely, outside of big business, do uh, exchange in favors. Um, you know, just on the uh, one request we would have is, uh, you know, um, we want to find some way to thank, thank Wilton. Um, he's been such a good guide to us. Right now he's indisposed, but we just wanted a good way to thank him and make sure he has a good time at the performance tonight. Wilton, Wilton's going to have a great time at the performance tonight. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, I'm... I'm excited for you to meet all of your, uh, your new friends, I agree. And, uh, he just hangs up on his side. <laughs> oh, why do I literally feel like we made a deal with the devil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's because he talks like this. Did it, like, teach, bite, like, power stances and, like, well-balanced stances and, like, this is a lot. Yeah, right. What's, this is something I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's about that time. You got to make your way to the, the Sky Arena. Yep. Uh, you don't have Atlantic with you. It's been a long time since that's been a problem because Wilton's had that all covered. Um, uh, As we're making our way to the Sky Arena, uh, Scratch is going to speak up. She's going to be like, hey, so I've been turning this idea around in my head. So tell me what you think. Can we table the vampire thing for now? <laughs> <laughs> for now. Okay. For now. While we're at the Sky Spire, yes. But the next time we run into a vampire, I no promises. Um, <laughs> um, I only bring this up now because if we're going to make this decision, this is our last chance to do it. Uh, with the I idea... Actually, wait, real quick, out of character, meta-knowledge stuff. Uh, are we, like, the only champion armor battle? Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's the opening ceremony song thing. Uh-huh. And then, like, some commentary from some sportscasters. Yeah, that but are, we're the main event. You're the main event. If and our fight were to be canceled, the event just wouldn't happen. 
it depends on what Maja does. I see. Maja okay. could run a long concert to compensate all the people who paid for tickets. Right. Okay. And everything. And so the event wouldn't be canceled, but the armor battle would be. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's basically my logic is we're the, we're the main event. We could probably talk to Maja. Uh, if we cancel the event, so like if there's no fight, there's no event. If there's no event, chances are the explosions, the bombs won't go off or whatever. Uh, it'll save lives and it'll be troublesome for us. But I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Or we could just make the best of it. Sure. There could be explosive results tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is 100% contingent on us. I think things are going to happen tonight regardless if our if our uh our show goes off and what better way to cause confusion than to have a whole lot of grumpy all gathered in one place. I mean people at this point we'd be yeah. canceling people have already traveled here for this. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah but I mean you know that's not my problem <laughs> no but it's kind of like even if they if they're cancelled and there's enough angry people who are still outside and they mm -hmm. just blow up directly outside instead of inside the stadium it's the same damage um, mm -hmm. I think because we've already like our direction from our patron is to go through with the fight Right, and I mean, and why the shift? I mean, I was the one pushing for possibly canceling. You were, you were dead on. I don't know. Call it cold feet. <laughs> cold toe beans. I cold mean, with, toe beans. With with our insurance policy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not 100 percent confident that things are going to go our way, but yeah. at the very least, I feel like less bad. Probably. I feel this is the best option for us right now. Um, okay. All right. Like I said, I just wanted to check in. And that's yeah. keeping like, all I'm things down, in consideration. I'm going to float okay. the idea, okay. but I... Yeah, if we get there and things are super hairy and we feel like... I mean, nothing's saying we can't pull out the last yeah. minute. We can, like, real quick... <laughs> or, you know, maybe even mid-fight. We can just, like, grab a mic or something and be like, get the fuck out. I mean, we can, we'll, we'll definitely play it by ear. I'm not yeah. opposed to canceling or even, like you said, canceling in the middle of the thing if we think it can save lives. Okay. I don't want anyone to actually get hurt. The only yeah. people I want hurt in a fight is the fighters and then not bad. Yeah. <laughs> then and not maybe even a few innocent wombats. Yeah. I mean, like, worst of worst case scenarios, we can always be like, Lanik's gone. We can't have the fight. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like absolute worst case. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's, yeah. A, that's, that's a, the nuclear. That's, option. A, that's the nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we would know that. That's the uh, meteor rain option. Yeah. Am I right? I... Uh, so you get up to the Sky Arena, and as you suspect, it is already packed. And if David's town looked over stuff to you, oh my goodness, you did not understand this. This is especially strong on Tama uh, because Tama, you have not been to something like this before. Oh, uh, yeah. Merritt expects this, but uh, and and Haas is always packed, so it's not that surprising for it's Merritt. It's not a, like... But it's not also a giant... giant concrete room. Yeah, it's not a giant concrete <laughs> coffin like everywhere in the Sky Spire is. And now that you know, even though you can see a, a sky and air outside and everything, doesn't matter. You all know that it's concrete 
and that there is essentially no way out no windows to jump through um uh, 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 absolutely devastating um uh, so um you get there uh, your champion armor uh being uh you know under under a drape wheeled there by staff from the red grove because they are full service and they will move your luggage wherever it needs to go um uh you go into the uh competitor boxes first to drop it off but of course before the thing you have performance to do so maja is in her green room uh, which you are, of course, allowed into. You're her security. Um, Much is in her green room, um, uh, currently with, along with Sundra and several of the other, like, uh, performers and musicians that are going to be backing her up tonight. Uh, Maja's fully done up. It is weird to see a, uh, performer that has this much effect to them in the form of makeup and styling in, like, a normal lit space conversationally uh seeing them presented and even tama you have occasionally seen especially since you started traveling midland some crystal cast things that you can see like like kind of how the bigger musical acts work here and you understand that but like it, they are very done up uh, currently uh maja's kind of hard to um understand the shape of her because she's uh body painted and wearing a dress that are all sort of like this wavering animate galaxy kind of thing and it's kind of drapey along the arms but her whole form looks incorporeal like you're looking into a galaxy shot in the night sky and she's only got like eyes and her mouth that kind of break that image and then everything else is sort of like swirling voids of of of, of radial stars and stuff and she's like oh you're here Hi! Uh, mm -hmm. Like it's a normal thing to like greet people like this. What's up? Uh, we're here to get ready for the performance? Yes, of course, of course. I expected you to get ready, but I didn't know when you would come. We didn't really discuss it and everything. <laughs> so you two are dancing. Uh, pointing at Merit and Scratch. And of course you are, so the way it's gonna work is you're gonna come in on the second verse of the song, you're gonna solo for a bit, then I'm going to harmonize with you. And then uh, we're gonna sing the second chorus and then the kind of, uh, uh, then there's like a little bit of an instrumental refrain and then the next chorus up, you know, like a half step up, right? Uh, so that's that's gonna be what it is. It's very simple lyrics. If you get too complicated with lyrics, people don't know how to sing the song along, and that's what they like to do is they like to sing along, and memorize the lyrics. And uh, the dancing is really important now because uh, we had to kill most of the previous dancers that were hired to this. We don't have time to train others, so it's now just you two dancing. Oh no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, but don't worry, don't worry. We've got good costumes for what you. Are you saying Jim and Jam didn't show back up? <laughs> they were told not to. I know. And, and, yeah, and yeah. Thunder's like, who's Jim and Jam? Nobody. Um, uh, uh, it's a new dance the kids are doing. It's like a pop and lock, but a Jim and Jam. It's like the Nay Nay. So, uh, so we've got costumes for you. Tama, I didn't know if you wanted to wear a costume or if you just wanted to come out like you, lo you look great normally. So if you just wanted to come out like your natural look or if you wanted to wear a costume. So we have some options, but you don't have to. Um, is everybody ready to get started with this? This is going to be so fun. Sure. This is going to be great. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm, in my, I'm in my element for once. <laughs> um, all right. 
so you get ready. Uh, Merit, <laughs> your costume is not the strappy kind of like agendered costumes of the um, the uh, like the original design for that troop. Uh, your costume. Um, so the easiest way for me to describe Merritt's costume is the original Nightwing costume, uh, which is like a giant flared collar, uh, like yes. very 70s, with big lapels that's like yellow and blue and everything. And then nice. I have like a, like a Harlequin mask. And, 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 but like it's a tight little leotard. It's going to allow you a lot of movement. Um, uh, scratch. Yeah. Your costume, Scratch, is because you're a tabaxi and you have fur over most of your body. <laughs> they were like, how are you going to do that? So your costume, in quotation marks, is they just blast your ass entirely with glitter. Like, you are a <laughs> yes. glitter ball of a cat. You are a cat that fell into a box of glitter at this point. Scratch is excited about the glitter, but she's secretly hating how it's going to get everywhere inside the armor layer. Uh, um, is there anything else that you'd like? Would you like like a dancing ribbon or like a scarf or or something uh i think i think this is probably good all right i don't want to get too fancy with it what about what about you Merritt? do you good i mean like you got a fan like one of those big oh yeah 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 we got we got one of those <laughs> and so uh she she gets you one of those and is like okay so the song's gonna start uh, Tama is going to be under the stage. Tama, there's like a little thing that's going to stop up. Uh, the curtains are closed, so we can just walk up to it. You can step down into it, and then it will pop you up. I'm going to come out onto the stage first from above, and then two spotlights will pop from where I have you standing. Then all I need you to do is just move to the very clear beat in whatever way that you want. They're going to see it as an interpretive dance art piece. <laughs> uh, triumphant moves. Triumphant. The, the, so the song is called champion i want to have like during this like little bit of time and like talking just like be tying my fan to a stick so that it's like an axe blade with the thing coming off and so yes <laughs> it's gonna work in your advantage all right so do you do anything before the performance gets started because it's now going to start that's the next thing no i'm 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 good Scratch just kind of offhandedly, casually remarks to um, Talon. It's like, you know, if you're feeling nerves before a performance, uh, a lot of pros just crack one out real quick before they have to go on stage. Gets the cortisol levels up, you know, adrenaline levels down. You'll be fine. I, this, I'm a performer. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. I am a performer. <laughs> hey, I was just share, sharing, uh, you and, know, uh, I've, I've never felt like I've had to... <laughs> crack one out before performance but thanks for the advice i suppose I mean, hey no problem uh the um see you in the armor so you all get in your position you're on stage you can hear the overhead announcements that are that are happening within the arena the sky arena is packed today with sorcerers breathing energy and broadcast stones across the fold, especially in Midland, everyone, everywhere, can enjoy the opening ceremonies of this season of Champion Armor Battles. 
My name is Hal Kimley, and I'm here as your official announcer for the Champion Armor League. Music starts playing. Some, like, blasts that you can hear are happening. The crowd chart starts cheering. <laughs> here we have the unknown Jamie Kelly, a caterer chose our local Dark Horse, who recently had upgrades armor facing off against last year's world champion, Planet Codfist. Crowd just starts screaming. Yeah, um, oh my god! <laughs> Planet is a favorite in the match, of course. Jamie is an unknown. Before the season opener begins, however, we are graced with the incredible talents of the Fold's amazing singer and spectacle all herself, Maja Agda. Let's turn to the stage. Then, for those that can see, the crowd is dark, like, like, is in darkness. The stage is suddenly lit up, and all around it is pure blackness. It doesn't seem like there's anything there. If you couldn't hear people cheering and clapping, you would think you were in an empty void. The stage lights up, and then the curtains pull away. As they pull away, the stage itself also darkens, and instead of it being like traditional lights and spotlights and stuff, it's beautiful, swirling, um, celestial bodies and configurations of different stars and stardusts, comets traveling in uh, distances uh, and rotations unknown, whole, whole uh, orbiting planetary kind of sy systems and structures, all of it art. None of you necessarily deeply involved in the science of the world beyond the fold but it is something that exists in the fold they are aware they're on a planet of many around a star of many in a galaxy of many they move and weave in and as promised maja starts lowering uh her body indistinguishable from the background until a glowing outline in her dress shifts and it becomes sparkly silvery whiteness like she herself is one of the night sight scar and the music starts playing you still can't <laughs> see the audience though they themselves look like endless space for merit and for scratch they look you look like you're floating in the deepest darkest edges <laughs> of interstellar space yeah. like you look like you're floating when you look below you it's just stars and space above you and in every direction Scratch but you can see each other that, like you're illuminated yeah you're illuminated <laughs> almost from behind by a uh, a green and a red light respectively we'll start with scratch scratch how does Scratch dance as this music is pumping? <laughs> well, it takes her a second. Just like she takes a moment to collect herself from the uh, just everything because she she's experiencing all this for the first time, too. Yeah, this so, is unique for Scratch. <laughs> yeah, she wants to be part of the audience just going, whoa, like everyone else. But So she does that for just a second, but then she just kind of starts like, I don't fucking know. Let me, let me roll it. Yeah, see. roll to see... Uh, Let's see. Oh, that's a nat one. All right. So what does a nat one performance from Scratch look like? So that means Starts Scratch is completely lost. <laughs> Scratch, is, Scratch is like ears have gone back and her pupils have gone like super wide like a cast does when they're just like mesmerized. <laughs> just like a slowly rotating light. It's just like making you look like a just like statutory disco ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, maybe, maybe I'm so, like, maybe Scratch is hanging so limp and still that like at least one person is like 
Is they are they dead? <laughs> Merit. You also are supposed to start. So, do you want me to roll first or describe so first? So, I think you should roll first, but because you attached it to your axe, if you would like to, instead of a perform, you can do one of two things. You can roll with performance with advantage, or because you made it an axe, performance with advantage, or you can roll regular attack roll. <laughs> Not with advantage, just dun, 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 I still have a plus two to my performance, so I'll roll performance with advantage. Performance with advantage for merit. Um, I'd like to imagine that like attack rolls would just be chopping at the air. Just. I mean, that's kind of what I imagine like merit doing, but like kind of elegantly, like to the beat of the thing. Yeah. Everybody do the chop, 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 chop. chop. <laughs> Don't tell me what it is. Just start narrating and then tell me what it is. So, merit seeing this. Uh, and like seeing that you've gone out of it it's like oh fuck okay I was going to like do some kind of cool moves but I'm gonna move towards you and like because I have like the, the fan with the long thing I can like do it kind of like around you so it'll be cool light I take one step towards you manage to step on the fabric part of my thing and just slip and fall on my face. I rolled oh, a one no. and a two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maja is professional, but glances back when she hears the parent falls and is like, Oh no, this was a bad idea. Um, Scratch is standing still. Merit is falling on the face. Maja just smiles and snaps in the sky and the lights go out on you. You were only visible for like five seconds. So maybe it was just a stage accident and you weren't even supposed to be on the stage. Nonetheless, Maja continues singing like nothing's gone wrong. To be fair, there's a four total. She starts, she starts gesturing uh, using some of her cane trips and her like ability to light things to kind of like play it up a little bit but now she's got to own this whole big fucking <laughs> stage by herself solo act minimal light show because of course it's a galaxy show right and everything is supposed mean, to be isolated and a, beautiful a moving spotlight to on uh, <laughs> no. uh, on scratch like a disco ball uh, uh, <laughs> don't need her to move <laughs> I mean, you know, we could recover. Who knows? Uh, uh, it's too late now. It's too late. She cannot stress. No, that is the right choice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, first chorus happens. As it's happening, you can, you, Tama, can see that the, the stage Redeem is opening us. up above your Redeem head. Redeem us, Tama. <laughs> Tama, Tama, you rise. You rise to the stage. I need you first to roll, because Tama's performed a lot. I need you to roll a. Wait, what would so bravery? Are, are you seeing the situation for the first time? No, Tama can't see either of you. You're uh, not Ma visible. Masha turned the lights to off before Tama got to see yeah, our yeah. shame. Tama has no idea and is like no time, right? About yep, to perform. Yeah. I'm gonna say wisdom saving throw with advantage for Tama on the fact that you've performed for taverns, you've performed for halls, you've even spoken in front of large groups like at Davidstown. This is like 15,000, 20,000 person arena size. <laughs> now you can't see them, but you can hear them and you know they're there. How's a dirty 20 treat you? Dirty 20 is fine. You're cool. 
you've done this. Yeah. You've done this. You don't have to worry about Scratch and Merit. They're not on the stage anymore for whatever reason. That's not your problem. It's you and it's Maja on the stage. The chorus begins to wrap Probably up. For the, the second verse. Tama, please roll performance with advantage for me. That is a natural 20, sir. Yeah! Ooh, nice! Oh. Yeah! So, Tama... Uh, you actually notice, if you are able to notice anything in your zone of performance, that Maja actually has fallen off a little bit and backed up what she said she was going to do because the crowd is enthralled because they've seen Maja perform this song before. It's not a brand new song. It's within yeah. the last couple years. But she's never done anything. They've else. heard of Roar before. They don't know this. Yeah, they've heard of Roar. Uh, they, they don't know this. That, or, or they don't, uh, or you don't know this. Maja has never performed with another artist. It's always just been Maja. Oh, wow. Um, wow. She's That's never cool. performed with another musician singer. And uh, uh, what does your natural 20 performance look like? What, is, what does Tama do knowing that the crowd's pretty much just going to eat up anything you do? So uh, Tama, as he's rising from up under the stage, as he becomes visible, uh, a swirl of water using illusion starts to swirl around him like just like a beautiful ocean wave. Um, so kind of obscuring him a bit to where right when he sings, the water just... Like rains down around yeah. him, and then he just kind of lifts one hand out and starts singing. Uh, just sings it on uh, perfectly on key, uh, and uh, just has a really good general performance. He's uh, making. Can he see the audience at all, or is you it... cannot? You can hear them, okay, and you know that there's thousands and thousands of voices. But the uh, impression of the galaxy for each individual person is all encompassing, unless specifically allowed to see multiple people. And so the audience can see anyone that's on stage. The stage people can see each other, which is why you assume that Scratch and uh, uh, Merritt are off stage because you can't see them. Um, but they've just been blacked out of everybody's view. You um, uh, uh and then and then yeah, that's that's about yeah. it. Yeah, and so okay, so uh, what he does is when they begin to sing together yeah. he uh, kind of slides across the stage and has that water effect follow him and then wraps the water around the two of them and then uh, yeah. splashes nice. as they hit the crescendo of the oh, song. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Uh, both of you from your awareness that you are no longer visible on the stage you literally hear in your minds through a message uh, we've nixed the tabaxi and the goblin uh, uh, from some sort of producer yeah. and everything but you're allowed to you, you can you can be on stage there for a bit until it gets toward that crescendo point it's like tabaxi and uh, goblin could you please step to the back of the stage step to the back of the stage uh, we are pretending that you were not in this performance the crystal will edit you out entirely the crystal recording will edit you out entirely um, oh this is tabaxi and goblin in the morning <laughs> So, do you step off stage or do you stay there? I step. I, I step off to the side. Yeah, off to back. Step make side a deck stage. save. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I rolled a sixteen. I managed to snap myself out of it and step back too. Okay. So there's a chance that she might have needed to be dragged so, <laughs> The galaxy beautifully, kind of almost like 
warms over with kind of an orange glow and kind of an orange sepia kind of overlaid it. And now you can see the silhouettes of the 15 to 20,000 people that just watched you perform on stage. More people than Thomas <laughs> ever seen in one room in <laughs> his entire life. Uh, just watch you perform. They are cheering and celebrating. Uh, Maja is there. Um, uh, and, and, and grabs your hand to kind of lift it and then just kind of quickly whispers, uh, can, can I pick you up? Yeah. Uh, and then just scoops you up and just like fucking just full stands <laughs> with you over no, your head. Your, 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 your little, your little pert Tama butt just in, cupped in her hands like a snake <laughs> and everything. Uh, and the audience just like loses their shit. <laughs> and then uh, to Maja's voice like enhanced through magics to boom through the arenas. Like, like, Tessilius, the speaker here from the pit crew for Lannik Hindfist, master musician, <laughs> a master vocalist. <laughs> Squeezing that booty. And of course, the greatest herald that the Champion Armor Battle League has ever known. And they all scream, and it's like, Are you ready? <laughs> you can kind of somehow because they've still got like PAQ kind of <laughs> messaging in that. You can hear Scratch and Merit a little bit in your head, but the thing is so deafening. The noise from the audience and is like, like, yeah. are you ready for opening battle at the Sky Spire? Uh, now you have a choice here. Tama, you're pretty life. Do you want to wait for Maja to put you down? Or in this pause brief moment, do you want to try an acrobatic off of Maja? Oh, I'm gonna flip off of her. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, roll them roll them acrobatics. Uh, Sixteen plus five, twenty-one. Uh, yeah. And so you just immediately just like kick flip like roll flip off of her get your foot under your butt and then just like whoop, and you're light by comparison to maja you're quite light you flip off of her crowds loving it and everything and then the orange kind of fades back down into the galaxy and you know instinctually you are no longer visible by the crowd and it's just you and maja and you can now see scratch and uh, uh, Merit again. And it's the four of you on this stage. And Maj just like, that was so good, Tama. That was so good. <laughs> I deeply bow and I say thank you so much for oh this opportunity. Oh my goodness. Like I knew you would be good. <laughs> I didn't know you would be that good. It's like you've been like practicing these size of performances. The water thing, the swoosh, you coming in with the like combined thing. Oh, it was so good. I'd, I'd give Maja like a sheepish grin and just like come in and just like hug Tama a bit. Like, that <laughs> was awesome. Yeah, it totally reciprocates. Merit, it's a, yeah, scratch, Merit like, and Scratch. Awesome. Merit and Scratch, you were terrible. <laughs> and you know what? That is fine. I don't yeah. care. I simply do not care. I feel you know, like no care. one really saw us. They literally so. had to know and you were like, hey, pit crew. <laughs> hey, was, that a, was that a, what was the, oh, I guess there's nothing yeah, there. Yeah, Tama, Tama, just to be clear, uh, Scratch didn't move and then Merritt <laughs> fell down and so we just, they just weren't part oh, of the performance. are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a crazy light show. You should have seen it. <laughs> uh, 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 but it's awesome. While you're having this conversation, please roll a perception check Everyone? for me. Everybody. Uh, 17. Ooh. 19. Looks like a good rolls all around. 
Uh, 19 as well. Ooh, yeah, nice. definitely. So all of you are having this conversation. It's so exciting. You know you've got like 15, 20 minutes. You can already hear people over the overhead, the, the announcer, beginning to talk up facts about Lannick's stats mm-hmm. and then where Jambly came from and everything like that. And you know that the crowd should be quieting down. But the screams and cheers Uh-oh. have begun to shift. And in the black void of this beautifully designed galaxy gimmick in the sky arena over a thousand feet above the sky spire or above the the earth in the sky spire you hear mad screaming and a very beginning familiar sound but more importantly a familiar smell to scratch Uh the smell of rotting flesh and that is where we will end this episode nice. of Cast. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, <laughs> let's suit up and fight the I need zombies so badly. But uh, yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you want to record the outro or? Oh yeah, um, uh, <laughs> that's the outro. I got to pee so Done. badly. Ron, Ron, run the outro. No problem. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Low Armor Cast. Uh, that was a real exciting episode. Uh, does anybody have anything to plug before we go? Yeah, um, my butt. <laughs> that's okay. I don't want to kink shame. Kelsey. Uh, uh, disco ball cats. Just the concept. Disco Ball Cats. Google it. Enjoy it. It'll be great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you can check us out uh, at the Low AC on Practically Everything or Low Armor Cast. Uh, Check us out on Facebook. Uh, If you want to hear Steve's weird leftist rants, uh, also sign up for our TikTok. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again next time on the Low AC. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. So I like the idea because like so it it didn't occur to me until I said it and then you reinforce it. But like call, referring to yourself as mama is definitely it's, it's a scratch. scratch you know, yeah. it's, it's a wide it's a wide multiverse out there, and there is a universe where Tama and uh, Scratch end up together with babies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. in the world kittens, of in a, little infinite adorable, possibilities, little adorable cat boys and cat girls. Oh, I'm fucking in. Just like all tabaxi, but then like but then like humanoid face right here. <laughs> humanoid face. They're all jellical. Cats. Yeah, they're basically <laughs> jellical cats, but like three feet tall with monkey tails. No, that's the universe that exists. These are the twins, Rumple Teaser and Mungo Jerry. <laughs> Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Those are actual jellical names. Yep. You would know more if you dedicated more of your life to cats. Is that actual? From yeah. The- oh yeah. Yep. I just I can't stand Aaron's that musical. Is Aaron's got him on deck. Yeah. <laughs>